Hi everyone, welcome to the CM Industrial Live Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Alex Mason, and I'm a global headhunter in the water sector at Charlton Morris. Today I'll be talking to Cameron Lippert, the CEO of Powertech Water. We'll be discussing about his background, the company, as well as future trends shaping the water industry. So, let's get started. Welcome to this CM Conversations. I'm today with Cameron Lippert from Powertech Water. I'm Alex Mason. I'm a business consultant for water treatment here at Charlton Morris. And if Cameron could tell us a little bit more about yourself, your company, and I suppose what you're, what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Alex. This is a pleasure to be here. So brief intro on myself. I'm Dr. Cameron Lippert, the co-founder and CEO of Powertech Water. I'm a classically trained PhD chemist and have over the past really five to seven years migrated away from doing the lab work and the science to now being the business kind of behind the science. And that is the foundation of what became Powertech Water. And and here at Powertech Water, uh, what we're doing is we're using a a patented electrochemical platform uh, to be able to develop targeted solutions to modernize wastewater treatment for industrial facilities. And towards this goal, we've developed what we are branding as Electromet. And this is an environmentally sustainable solution that's able to remove and recover metals from a variety of water streams. Uh, Specifically, our focus now is at wastewater streams from these facilities. The key behind Electromet is our use of proprietary carbon electrotechnology, which actively attracts, mobilizes, and in the end recovers heavy metals from these water streams. Now, if you know anything about the water treatment industry, you would know that this is a fundamentally different approach than traditional legacy systems, which rely on chemicals and hazardous sludge generation. And it's, it's this differentiation that allows us to deliver these targeted solutions that are specific to the customer needs. Fantastic. I mean, the reason I wanted you to be a part of CM Conversations and around this topic is, you know, you're coming up with an innovative and exciting uh, modern approach to, you know, a technology or a process that, quite frankly, has is already been done regularly and successfully with chemicals, with, you know, not particularly exciting technologies that everyone knows uh, in the industry. So for you, I mean, what 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 I suppose brought you to that point and what I suppose, why do you think it's important to innovate and create a new technology replacing what is a traditional wastewater treatment program that works, you know, perfectly well and has done for a very long time? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it is literally a century year old technologies that are used in the water treatment space because they do work. But I look at innovation, you know, in really kind of two fronts. We innovate because it just improves our lives and we learn a variety of new things. And through the innovation process, new opportunities are developed that we never would have thought of before. And then second, we innovate to improve these specific needs. So specifically around wastewater treatment and how these facilities operate their business, right? If you can innovate on the wastewater side, that in turn can then help them improve and innovate on the production manufacturing side. Yeah. All right. To kind of really dive into some of the specifics, one of our key focus is around sustainability. This has really not been on the forefront of traditional wastewater treatment because it's been sort of the back end of these plants. It's an afterthought. It's just something they have to do. 
because of regulations. It's all a cost center. Well, by being able to innovate that backside, we can then introduce sustainable solutions that are also affordable. And so now this ties in with what we consider the, the future plant. So looking to have both the production side, highly advanced, innovative, but also now the back end can be innovative and advanced and really modernized with what the rest of the world sees. When we see it in production of stuff, we see it in our house, we see it in our new gadgets, et cetera. So why can't we do this with the same aspects of the, the waste side? I mean, traditionally look at these chemicals, so they work, but now you have to have the production of these chemicals, which is gonna produce waste. But in the end, on the water side, when you add all these chemicals to the water to remove whatever contaminants you want, you're still left with this sludge of stuff that has to be disposed of. That usually ends up in landfills. And so that's a big part that we're trying to improve upon. Yeah, so as I understand it, and forgive me, I'm not uh, anywhere near <laughs> the level of chemical engineering that or chemist that, that you are, but what I find interesting with, with, with your system, with sort of what you're going to do, it sounds to me that when you talk about the typical sort of basic wastewater treatment process, i.e. removing you know, the, the heavy metals, the sludge from, from the water, if I understood you correctly, that really is not the innovation or the goal of the system to do that significantly better than the chemicals. What I suppose your system and your, your ideals of the, of the company going forward is to actually innovate on that process at the back end and reducing waste, reducing you know, the impact on the environment that this, um, this process typically does have. That's right. If you look at the water treatment today, really anything you want done can be done. So that's not really a challenge. Uh, what we want to do is provide new options to give these customers, these facilities, different methods that can choose what works for them. It's more of a customizable approach. For example, maybe this customer wants to be very green and sustainable, so they don't want to have chemicals. Maybe they want something that is very small and compact because they don't have a lot of space. Right? There's a variety of solutions. I mean, there's probably I don't know, dozens to hundreds of solutions for any one problem. And so by providing more options, it lets these facilities figure out what works best for them. Um, I mean, there will be times where the chemicals is the best fit and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but now there's a lot of times where that has been the only option and it, it might not fit for the, the chemistry of that water. It may not fit best for the culture of that company. So by providing this new innovative solution, we, we, that's one approach. We're providing a new options to help these customers do what's best for them. But second, it really does now allow these back end of the plants to, to be modernized, to in include more automation, to really make it feel like it is part of the 21st century. Instead of having mm -hmm. to sit around and have typically giant tanks, you dump a bunch of chemicals, you wait you know, a bunch of hours, 10 hours for this stuff to react. And it's been traditionally a very dirty um, industry. There's no reason why it has to be that way. There's no reason why it can't be as advanced and sexy as, say, what Apple is for computers. And that's what our electromed system enables. As you said, removing metals is this kind of end result of what we do. But the real value, the real innovation is modernizing, automating, 
allowing you know, remote access, connected devices, enabling IoT analytics, all this data that helps these facilities operate more efficiently. Because in the end, if you can't treat the water, you can't produce more on the front end. So these two sides are inherently connected, but yet the back end waste side is typically neglected. And we're, we're hoping to change that and really start to let these people, these customers think of, if I improve and innovate and modernize my back, back end, I can then produce more, I can produce more, more efficiently, I can produce more at lower cost, I can then do it more sustainably. And there's a whole PR aspect as well, the whole CSR. All of these aspects are now interconnected in the modern world. I completely agree with you that, you know, these innovations are just as exciting as, you know, the ones we all know, you know, what you know, in iPhones or whatever you, what is the analogy that you use there. Um, I think something that I find interesting with you guys, because you are a relatively, what I would still describe as a late stage startup. I don't know if you would agree, but it's a, a smaller business that is, that is growing rapidly. And it's something that I do a lot of work with and, you know, see a lot of on, you know, in the market with businesses like Glamorous, who are doing a very sustainable product, as an example, you guys doing obviously very exciting sort of innovative product, which has a sustainable method uh, to it as well. Do you find, with you being a smaller business, do you find, and growing, do you find that having that sustainability element or that kind of exciting technological advancement really helps you grow and helps you develop quickly compared to if you were maybe making a pump or a centrifuge or something like that, which, you know, everyone knows about, it's been doing it for hundreds of years. Uh, I think it's a double-edged sword. It definitely helps in some aspects and it's a huge burden in others. Because it is new, it's emerging, there's an education piece that we have to deal with um, to the end users, the customers to kind of really explain to them what it is, what it does, how it's different than all the other solutions out there that they may be confusing it with. But because it is new, it's people are intrigued. They think, okay, this is, this is I like this, you know, how, how's this gonna help me? What, what's so different about it? So we will definitely get both aspects. Um, I think on the, the bright side, the really good side is there's a lot of um, big companies now to where innovation, sustainability, CCR is ingrained into their model. So they're willing to take that risk and you know, put in the first system let it have some bugs that get worked out and really be part of the solution to change the future and get these new processes, these new technologies out into the marketplace. But there's definitely a challenge with being the newcomer. Uh, absolutely. Well, of course, and and working with Charles Morris, we know what it's like to be a newcomer to the market. We're eight years old. Um, there's many companies that are a lot larger and a lot more well-known when we came in the business. You have to, of course, do something differently whatever it might be, you need to do something to, to prove that you, you are better than what goes before you or what it is that, you know, people already know. Now, it's interesting you're saying about a lot of companies are now open because of, you know, the targets that they have. It brings the opportunities for, for businesses like yours that are doing something different. You know, what do you see as the next steps for this industry going forward? Because we have always been a traditionally quite conservative industry, water treatment, like many other industrial sectors. You know, do you see this push for sustainability, you know, going more chemical free, not using things like activated carbons, you know, oil and gases? 
you know, those sort of things is going to be the focus? Or do you think for you guys, pushing the cost savings, pushing the efficiencies and the automation is really where you're going to get that growth and that development? Chemical-free solutions in this space have really been the holy grail for some time. And if you look at the history of technologies you know, being developed and trying to penetrate the marketplace, there is a massive graveyard littered with chemical-free solutions. And there's a variety of reasons why this is. Right? Some all purely technical, doesn't work after it gets out in the field, in real world applications, out of the lab. Others are cost. And when you're working in the industrial world, you know, in the end, one, it has to work. Two, it has to not break the bank. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the, it's still businesses that have to operate. And what we're seeing now, though, is there is at least maybe not a shift, but an open opportunity for traditionally non-tangible value. Not necessarily are you cheaper on my balance sheet uh, versus this technology, but more of what other value can you bring? Things like improving productivity, improving efficiency, uh, giving peace of mind and reliability. We're starting to see quantifiable metrics behind those that these companies are now open to. I mean, for a big example, we talk about you know, automation. There is now a huge value to be able to automate this back end so that the staff employees can now focus their time on other burdens and not on this. Having the be able to uh, have some sort of data uh, analytics and monitoring program to know that your system is working to see that you're meeting your requirements consistently and reliably just kind of takes that stress off, takes that burden off of the staff, off of the company, you know, all, all up and down the leadership chain. And that's where we see the forward momentum going is pushing towards that aspect. Um, you know, some technologies yeah. are have a hard time doing it. Some are better. And back to the whole chemical aspects, there are ways to do that with chemicals. It's just very complicated, right? Um, or if you have now these new solutions tend to be built from the ground up with sort of uh, IoT automation, you know, that at the forefront. So you don't really have to change anything to be able to implement those kinds of updated solutions. We can have the, the IoT connected devices, the automation. You can have your dashboard. We can see all of your systems on, on one sort of computer screen and control them on a computer screen. You know, SCADA has been kind of the traditional method once we started seeing um, you know, membranes take over, but that's more of a old school, traditional plant operations. What we are trying to do and what a lot of our peers are trying to do is really break through and again, give these options, customizable solutions for these plants for what works best for them. And now having really the automated solutions is going to be key for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing we've discussed previously um, is that your system is being built from the ground up to work autonomously when the time, when, when you know, when everything else is ready. Right. Um, you know, that's something that, that you can obviously program in. You know, it, it doesn't need an operator in the same way as the traditional wastewater system and plant does at the moment. Now, from in your opinion, when it comes to that shift, which is coming in many, many industries and many, many normal day-to-day -day things that we do 10, 15 years ago were operated by 
human being, you know, the now they're all operating. It's obviously been coming for, for years now. Do you find that any kind of innovation now, new systems that come in, that has to be part of the thought process? Or is it a case of actually working out a way to change what's already there? Because, of course, there's, there's you know, hundreds of billions worth of dollars of infrastructure in the world <laughs> that's already there. So, um, of course, you can't rip it all out and start again, I suppose, sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks after really there's there's no one size solution that fits all, right? So this is like that's how you need options. Um, but kind of to elaborate on your point, what we're seeing, at least in the industrial facilities, um, you know, just generally speaking, there's not a lot of young people working on these, you know, treatment plants. They tend to be a little bit on the older side, and the next 10 years a lot of them will be retiring. And if there's no new young workforce to take over and operate these labor intensive systems, there will be a lot of trouble. So I think regardless one way or the other, automation is coming to this industry much like it already has to the front production side. And it, this is where you know solutions like ours and a lot of other ones I know are coming up will be key. I think the main difference is, as you mentioned, you know, having the automation built in from the start versus trying to retroactively automate other processes and being able to do that without infrastructure change. So most of these plants, right, that infrastructure is already there. We don't want to say rip it out, start over. So being able to tie into that is going to be absolutely critical as we transition from the, the current legacy solutions to tomorrow's plant uh, of more automated and enabled. Absolutely. I think it's a very interesting point that you're making is that actually everyone thinks about it, as you say, right, right now, you're thinking there's lots of, as you just said, there, there's many, many people that I'm sure that work in these plants right now that wouldn't know where to start and wouldn't be actually particularly open to learning, changing, developing themselves after having done it for maybe 20, 30 years with a, with a completely new system that, that perhaps is, you know, not what they want to be working on. But it's interesting the point to rather think of like, how are you, how are you going to train people actually just thinking it's something that is coming, whether we like it or not. I think that's a really interesting point that many people don't actually really think about. But I, I'm, you know, from my side, I think it was great to have you on today. I think it's really good to talk about something that is an exciting piece of uh, new technology. It's a, it's a company and a product that is really making waves in the industry. And I think your, your story and what you're talking about today, I'm sure can be echoed by many, many different businesses in the, you know, the worldwide water sector that are coming up with really exciting products. So it's been great to have you on today, Cameron. I really appreciate your time. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed telling me a little bit more about it, you know, getting involved and, you know, hopefully, you know, we, if we can do anything, we can get more people talking about power tech water as well. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And it's really great to be able to you know, provide insight to this industry. It's a very important one for the future and it's very neglected and not talked about because it's not as sexy as a lot of other industries. Yeah. But it's sadly, it's one that uh, we all need. And it's good to talk about it and maybe make it a little bit sexier as it were. Really good to really good to speak to you about um, your company, your technology, and you know some of the things you're bringing to market. Now, 
One thing that is really exciting is both of us are hiring for a CCO opportunity at the moment. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit about what you're looking for um, and give us some insight into the type of candidate that you think is going to help you, you know, take that really exciting step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what we're looking for is a leader that's capable of building, leading, but most importantly, integrating our sales and marketing team, as well as their, their efforts, their plan, their strategy. And we're looking to have this person build these teams and this function uh, to be heavily reliant on data, be data-driven and constantly be able to iterate on what's working in the marketplace and what's not working. Uh, with the end goal of helping us you know, advance and commercialize as rapidly as possible with as deep market share as possible. Now, and additionally, we are already innovating on the technology side. Uh, we're also looking to innovate you know, how this traditional market does business, looking to innovate the business and revenue models. We're gonna get away from traditional capital sales, consumable sales, really change how the industry thinks about doing business, but also innovate traditional B2B marketing. Um, you know, gone are the days of only doing trade shows. Because uh, of you know, 2020 and COVID, realize how important digital is, how important other tactics are in, in running a successful business. So I'm looking for this leader to start to bring in new ideas involving social media, involving digital marketing that then feeds into the sales team and vice versa. The sales team uh, learns what they're hearing from customers, feeds it back into the marketing team. And this CCO is going to be critical in building this cohesive team and making sure both sides are on point and working together. Fantastic. And obviously, we've heard a little bit today about the company, but could you tell me a little bit more about why someone would want to join PowerTech? You know, tell me a bit about the culture, the, the prospects for the future, and why I suppose someone would choose PowerTech regardless of what position. Yeah, simple answer. Uh, we're a young startup. You would be able to get in on the ground floor to really help build something that could change an entire industry. Uh, imagine if you could go back in time right, and be one of the instrumental pieces in the success of Ford to what we have now with cars or you know, being that critical person at Intel that commercialized microprocessors, which enabled all of our you know, computing powers today. That would be you know, pretty mind-boggling and just amazing, right? That's the world changing stuff we're trying to do here. Um, but without the right team that, was, that could properly commercialize and build those businesses, you know, we wouldn't have the auto industry we have today. We wouldn't have all the computers we have today. Right? And I would argue that if we didn't have that, we'd be in a much worse place. Chance to leave behind a mark of a better place because of what we're trying to do with our technology and our business. I was just say absolutely fantastic. I think I think that's what makes it so exciting. Um, you know, getting in on something that is high growth, you know, has a lot of reasons to be attractive. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, as I say, we look forward to working with you on the opportunity. I look forward to, you know, speaking to some people about it. And um yeah, I think it's a you know fantastic opportunity. Yeah. And kind of diving into some of our uh, company culture, uh, a couple of key things we're trying to you know, build out here 
the main one being, you know, leadership and mentoring of all of our employees. You know, we completely understand that gone are the days of working for 30 years at one company and retiring on a pension. We want to set up our employees for future success, even if it's not with PowerTech Water. Right? We'd hope they would you know, stay here as long as they can, but we understand things change, priorities change. So, so if we can help educate, improve, and mentor our employees, then they will be better suited to be leaders in our own company, and then if need be, other companies as well. So that is a key task of the C-suite team is in that mentorship of their, their, their team and their employees. That, that is a key value we all share. And with that, you know, we hope that these people become leaders in our own company, right? We want them to advance and move up as fast as they can and you know, do better and help build PowerTech Water to what we know it could be. And in addition to that, we take sustainability uh, as second key part, right? What we're trying to do is make a very dirty industry more sustainable. So we are looking to have our team have similar values. You know, we want to do right by the planet, do right by the environment, because that's important for the future. At the same time, be able to also do right for what's for the customer, do right for their pocketbook, do right for their own sustainability goals. Well, fantastic. No, really good to hear. Um, I'm glad that you could give us a little bit of an insight into not only what you're looking for, but I think also a little bit more about PowerTech and, you know, what type of company and type of culture you're trying to build. The whole goal is a CCO is going to allow us to grow, to achieve this grand vision that that will change the industry, right? Just saying, hey, we can meet this harsh compliance isn't changing right. the industry, but getting to the modernization, the automation, this whole new things we could do, I think it makes it more exciting of, hey, this is what the CCO is going to do, allow this crazy, awesome thing to happen. What do you see as the future of PowerTech going forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have really big plans for the future. Right? As I stated, we're trying to change the entire industry. Uh, and we see this happening over two phases. So right now, the first phase we're focused on is helping our customers meet uh, environmental regulations and discharge compliance and doing this in a sustainable and hassle-free way. Uh, we're doing this by modernizing the back end, right? Thinking of the plants of the future and how the waste side can be just as modern as the production side. Right? As I said earlier, everybody sees these fancy AI robots being used to manufacture stuff today, but we don't see that on the waste side. It's neglected. Um, so we're trying to help the customers do that while still meeting their permit and regulations. Now, the second phase, this is where things get really excited. We are able to now take the metals out of the water and recover them. So now we're able to do this in high purity and then take these metals and sell them back into the economy. So it can really close the loop on the circular economy. I mean, there's easily millions of tons of valuable metals being trashed uh, from this wastewater because there's no efficient way to recover them in high purities and get them back into the marketplace. So our company, our electromet system provides that opportunity to where essentially what we're going to become is a mining company, but we just happen to mine wastewater streams. And this is going to be, I think, key for the future of the industry as mines become depleted, as the uh, demand for these metals goes up, 
And as you have these geopolitical issues with where the mines are, so now I have a new source of these valuable metals that are all going to be uh, recycled content. I think it's going to be game changing. Fantastic. No, absolutely. Thank you Megan, for joining me and telling me a bit more. Um, and yeah, speak to you soon. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And it's really great to be able to you know, provide insight to this industry. It's a very important one for the future and it's very neglected and not talked about because it's not as sexy as a lot of other industries. All right. Fantastic. Right. Cheers, Cameron. Absolute pleasure. And I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. All right. Have a good one.